The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. 23 ways to identify a good letting agent from a not so good letting agent, let's just say. And this, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, will help you identify which letting agent is right for you. And that's the key. Any good letting agent can follow process and legislation and set systems and automation, but which letting agent is the right one for you? Now, this is probably going to annoy a lot of letting agents and I make no apology because all I'm doing is telling the truth within our industry. But some letting agents don't like talking about this stuff. And hey, I'm happy to have a letting agent debate one letting agent to another on any of these points. But I'm just trying to help landlords identify which letting agent is right for them. Before I get into those points, Here's something really funny. You know when you speak to a letting agent and you read their websites and you look at their brochures and their leaflets and you see those letting agents that claim we're different or we're better? Well, a fun question to ask is how? How are you different to all of the other letting agents in the area? Now, there are 50 letting agents in my area well, that's even just in my city. Then you add in all of the outskirts to my city. There's tons of letting agents. So when you ask a letting agent, how are you different from all of those other letting agents in our area? Or how are you better than the other letting agents? Watch them flap. And it's hilarious. This is where they come out with some woolly, fluffy, pie-in-the-sky answers and this will tell you which are the good letting agents and which are not. And that also should help you decide which is the right letting agent for you. You'll hear letting agents say things like, uh, we're better because we actually care about our customers, or we try harder than the other letting agents, or we provide a better customer service. Well, it's absolute rubbish. Better than what? Better than who? What's your benchmark here? Are you a customer of all of the other letting agents in the area? So you've got direct experience of how hard the other letting agents try or how much they care about their customers or what their customer service is like. No, you haven't. You are a letting agent and you're trying to sell your services. And I appreciate that. I'm a businessman myself. I've spent most of my life trying to make sure that my businesses offer the right services and the right products to my customers. That's what a good business does. So when you start seeing other letting agents say, well, we're different because we try harder, we're different because we actually provide a good customer service and we actually look after our customers, well, it's all false. 
And I think that if that's how you start your relationship with a landlord, I think you're starting on the wrong foot. So if you're a landlord listening to this, then I will tell you 23 points of or 23 ways that you can identify a good agent. And also you can identify what makes an agent different. These are 23 things that will make an agent different to some other agents. Here's a headline. All letting agents are pretty much the same. I know that sounds crazy. I own a chain of letting agents and it hurts me to say that. But all letting agents are pretty much the same. We pretty much do the same thing. But these 23 things are what sets aside some of them from others. And here's another one. There is no one letting agent that does all of these on its own. There are a few letting agents that do all of these things and a few letting agents that do most of these things. So I am sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. I'm not going to tell you which letting agent to choose, but I am going to tell you 23 ways that you can identify which one is right for you or which ones are right for you. And the last point, 23, should seal the deal for you. You will have already speak, spoken to letting agents. You will have already had valuations at your property, spoke to them on the phone, met them in person. You will have already had emails, correspondence with them as well. Um, just quickly as well, I should also point out that in some letting agents, the person that comes out and does the valuation, the person that comes out to try and win your business and sign you up as a, as a customer, is often not the person that's going to be looking after your property and your tenant and is also often not the person who's going to look after you ongoing. Quite often, and it's, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, by the way, because a lot of businesses should have, you know, your sales team that are responsible for um, supporting the, the, the potential customer, giving them advice, giving prescribing them the right services and the right products, and then converting you into a customer so that then the rest of the business can take over. But a good sales team should be describing exactly what happens throughout the entire operation accurately and factually. Remember those two words, accurate, factual. So in my opinion, and again, I may well annoy some letting agents and I make no apology for that. A good letting agent knows its value. It knows why it exists. It knows what it's good at. And it also knows its selling points. And these selling points, by the way, aren't, like I said earlier, we're different, we're great, better customer service and all that. No, good customer service is a basic requirement of all companies, right? You don't use it as a selling point because you should be providing the best customer service you can provide anyway. So, Remove that. <laughs> Ignore it. If someone says we provide the best customer service, remove that, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, from your mind. That's not how you choose. But a good letting agent should know why you're going to choose them or why you could choose them. Here are 23 actual things that will make a letting agent different, better, or choosable. It's a great word. Number one, an automated payment system. Now, this is a real 
this is more of a modern thing. An automated payment system means that as soon as the rent hits the letting agent's client account, it's identified by a robust system and immediately transferred to you, less any deductions for invoices, management fees, and so on. An automated payment system is better than a human payment system because it's less likely to have mistakes. Now, it's not to say that things can't ever go wrong because unfortunately we live in a world where that's impossible. But what it means is, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, it's more robust, it's more automated, it's easier to track, it's less reliant on human input. It also means you don't have to wait so long for your rent. As soon as it hits the account, it's straight away into your account. And that's what I want as a landlord. I want my money. As soon as the tenant pays, I want it. I don't want to wait because um, Mr. and Mrs. Letting Agent aren't back in again until uh, a couple of days later, or they only make payments on Fridays, or they only make payments once or twice a month or whatever. No, I want my rent now. As soon as that tenant's paid, I want my money. I want to see it. I want to get that notification. And that's the other thing. Automated payment systems quite often provide notifications about payments being received or to the tenant. It provides notifications that your rent's due. It provides notifications to the landlord that the rent's been paid. It provides an immediate statement, which is robust, automated, and simple, easy to read. Also, with automated payment systems, quite often you can log into them as a landlord and see anything you need to see from any time, any day, any time, anywhere. So automated payment systems, number one. Number two is a local point of contact. I think this is important. Other people will disagree with me. I think a local point of contact is vital for a landlord. And that's why I don't really like the big corporate letting agents that have a call center in the Outer Hebrides that manage a property in Swansea. I think it's got to be a local point of contact. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a management team based remotely. I'm just saying for landlords, I want to know that somebody in that city, in that area, is looking after me and knows about my property. Now, I'm not saying that that one local point of contact has to manage everything to do with my property, because a lot of the management of a property can be done remotely, don't need to be there. But I want somebody local that I can speak to. That's just what I want. And I would argue that most landlords want somebody local that they can speak to. Somebody that they feel knows their property, has been there, has seen it, and understands the local area. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think a local point of contact is a massive selling point. And my business, my letting agent is growing, 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 growing. And yes, at some point I may well have a central administration team that look after the more remedial tasks, the more basic tasks, but I will not lose the local aspect of lettings because I think that's what is vitally important. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. Point three, emergency services. And that also includes emergency systems. So what the setup should be that anytime a tenant makes contact with a letting agent for an emergency, a leak, an electrical fault, whatever, then there should be an immediate response 
at all hours of day or night. And that has to be systemized. It has to be a, a perfect setup to enable problems like that to be solved, not just for the tenant, but for you as well, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, because if you've got a leak in your property and your tenant is trying to report it and you've got a letting agent that just has an out of hours contractor, which a lot of letting agents do, they just have a contractor that the tenant calls out of hours. If you've just got that set up and that contractor for that one time doesn't answer their phone, then your property, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, is going to suffer some damage. Leaks are terrible. Water is one of the biggest damages to property there is. A letting agent should have a robust and reliable emergency setup. And that should mean that whatever time of day your tenant needs to report a serious problem, they can speak to someone and something will happen immediately. That in my opinion, is non-negotiable. Number four, advice and support services. I suppose advice and support services, meaning your letting agent should be able to give you advice and be able to tell you what to do in certain circumstances and be able to guide you through things like eviction processes, investing in further properties, in optimizing your existing property not just for profit but for security as well they should be able to advise you on how you can be a better landlord all letting agents should understand not just lettings legislation but also they should understand property investment they should understand the basics even just the basics of property investment they should understand the basics of property money property finance property insurance the legal side of being a landlord and lettings they should understand all of that and they should be able to provide you with advice on the same number five the owner of the lettings business should be an investor landlord themselves now this one's a bit of a controversial one do you have to be an investor or a landlord yourself to be able to build and operate a good letting agent? In my opinion, yes. In my opinion, some of the best letting agents in the country are the ones that have built it from their own experience as a landlord or who have built it because they're a landlord and want to provide a really good, reliable service for other landlords. That's the way I see it. Now, look, I'm not saying that is 100% of the time if there is a letting agent where the owner isn't a landlord, then you should avoid them. I'm just saying that, in my opinion, the better letting agents are the ones where the owners, or at least the uh, the top level, so some, are, some letting agents are much bigger than others, so the owner might not have anything to do with it. But certainly, as your general letting agent, I think a better letting agent is the one where an owner is an investor landlord themselves. Even better is where the owner is an anonymous landlord, because that means they've set up the entire lettings business to really focus on managing the properties successfully and automatically and keeping the landlord protected and at a distance. Number six, this is gonna sound weird, Number six, the letting agent should make profit. The letting agent should make profit. Now, that's always a weird one because as a landlord, look, actually, as a human being, nobody likes paying out money, right? Nobody likes 
paying out money. We like receiving things and services and products for the money we're spending, but nobody likes just paying out money for nothing. Now, if the letting agent makes profit, it's weird to think about from a customer's perspective that they're making profit from me. But let me put this a different way. If your letting agent makes profit, they are more secure to be able to look after your investment property, to be able to manage your asset. If they make profit, they are more secure, more reliable, they have less need for your money. It's gonna sound, I'm, I'm sorry other letting agents, but this is true. If you are constantly struggling with money, I'm not saying you are going to rip off your landlords, but you, the chances are higher with a struggling letting agent. If there is a letting agent that is not making profit each month, they are just more likely to do something with your money to try and support themselves. And it will be innocently. I'm not saying that people are gonna steal your money on purpose and, and go, <laughs> I'm saying that people, naturally, you might have some money coming in and you're desperately trying to keep your business afloat and desperately trying to grow it and grow it and, and just keep going and survive. And you've got this money coming in, you might be just a little bit more tempted as a struggling letting agent to use some of that money to keep yourself going. In the thought, quite innocently, you might be thinking, well, if I just use that money quickly to keep myself going, I'll put it back. As soon as I get it back, I'll put it back. So your letting agent, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, must make profit. And there are a few ways that you can identify that because not all letting agents are gonna tell you their profit and loss or their balance sheets or their you know income expenditure. Yes, you can view some company accounts, maybe, I don't know, but there are ways that you can identify that. And I'll come back to that in a second, actually. Number seven, a good letting agent is process driven and not just winging it. They are not just getting jobs done as soon as they can, when they can, with whatever resources they can. They have set and specific processes dedicated to achieving the goals of each individual part of management. Every single piece of management should have a set and specific process from start to finish. Now, there are some really good letting agents, well, really good people that just try and just get things done as and when they can, and, and they, they, they know lettings inside and out, they're just winging it, everybody's doing bits of everything, and it's all a bit of a mess, but it works. There are some good letting agents that do that, but the best letting agents are the ones that have a set and reliable process for absolutely everything that happens in their business. Number eight, departmentalized operations. Whoa, that's a, that's a business phrase if I ever heard one. Departmentalized operations. What that means is rather than just having everybody, it's kind of linked to the last point, but rather than having everybody doing everything, you have set departments within the business that manage an entire area of the management of your letting, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. That's what a good letting agent does. And one department looks after one whole area of, of your property, of your you as a landlord, of your tenant, and then hands over to the next department who manages that. What that means is, is that each department is 100% trained on that role, not 
Just everybody does everything, so everybody's trained on everything. I've always believed that one job done at 100% is better than 100 jobs done at 1%. And that's what I mean here. If you've got a properly departmentalized operation, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, in your letting agent, then the people that work within that department will be 100% trained on that role rather than just everything. Number nine, multiple means of communication. Now, I don't just mean being able to phone them and email them. Everyone's got phone and email now. What I mean is multiple routes for everybody to communicate. Your tenant, your landlord, your contractors, your suppliers. And look, sometimes here I might sound like I'm talking to letting agents. I'm not, I'm talking to landlords about how to identify what your letting agent should have to help you choose which ones are right for you. But certainly multiple means of communication is vital. Now, you've obviously got your email, your phone, yes, but what about a client area online where the landlord can log in and see information and ask questions, see answers from other questions, or maybe a live chat, maybe a WhatsApp group, maybe an, a, a text messaging facility where the landlord can just immediately contact all of the people in the letting agency. Also things like voice notes, just a facility for a landlord to be able to just pick up, do a quick voice note to the letting agent and then forget about it. Out of hours communication. I talked earlier on about having emergency services. Well, what about when a landlord wants to contact somebody or pass on some sort of communication out of office hours? So multiple means of communication is vital. Number 10, enough staff for the properties under management. This is one that I see quite common in a lot of letting agents where, you know, the letting agent is having to work 12, 13, 14 hours a day because they don't have enough staff to manage all the properties they've got. So there should be a calculation where you should have one person in management and maintenance for every, it's different between depending on what types of properties you look after. But for a standard residential house, for an example, you should have one person solely dedicated to management of maintenance per 200 properties. That's my opinion. Some letting agents might calculate it differently, but you get my point. One person can look after the maintenance on 200 properties. Now, what you'll have to take into account when you're calculating who's got enough staff and who hasn't is what else do those people do? In my company, for an example, management and maintenance is one department and that is solely dedicated to management and maintenance, right? That's all they do. That means that they are focused and solely dedicated on that job. So if you've got a, a, a letting agent that's got 250 properties and they've got one person running the whole of it, it won't work. It means that stuff gets missed jobs get missed, delays, all of the things that you don't want as a landlord. Now, again, that's not a 100% rule. I'm saying that there are other letting agents that do a great job of winging it and working all the hours under the sun to get things done for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. But what if they're off? I know letting agents where the owners are working all the hours under the sun. I used to do it myself. Years ago, I worked 13, 14 hours a day. Weekends as well, it was tough. But if I was ever off or unable to function or I was busy, 
then other landlords would start complaining. And so that's why I've set the business up the way I have. But you must make sure that your letting agent that you're talking to has enough staff to manage all the properties they have. Number 11, additional services that help landlords. A good letting agent should be able to provide you with a good, reliable mortgage broker, a good, reliable insurance broker, not even a broker, just good, reliable insurance products. They should be able to provide you with refurbishment contractors. You know, if you're, if you're gonna buy a property, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, that needs a refurb, your letting agent should be able to provide you with a refurbishment service. They should be able to provide you with project management. If you're doing a big refurb that's gonna cost you 20, 30 grand, you need a project manager for that. Somebody's gonna look after that from start to finish, continually check up on it, make sure it's all done in the right order, in the right way, to the right level, compliantly, legally, for lettings. It's a must have. Additional services to help landlords, in my opinion, are the basics of what a good letting agent should do. And lastly, sourcing, sourcing. Now I'm a property broker, so I have tons of sourcing agents that provide properties to me and my clients, but a good letting agent should at least be able to source properties for their clients, for their landlords. Sourcing, by the way, is where you go out and find properties for clients or for yourself. Brokering is where you have a network of sourcing agents and estate agents that they do their sourcing and you broker that for your clients. Um, so a good letting agent should be able to source properties, provide you with mortgage brokering, provide you with insurance products, provide you with refurbishments, contractors, all of those things, a good letting agent should provide that to its landlords. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message, I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast and remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.